0: Welcome to the Yon Saga Podcast. Every episode is an original story set in the Yarn Saga universe. A universe beyond our space and time. Listen closely as each episode contains secrets and truth for a discerning mind and an open heart. Our team spends countless hours doing what we love, creating and crafting stories to entertain and inspire. Please... Consider supporting us on our Ko fi page, as every penny helps us continue creating for you, our listeners. Check out our website to find out more at yarnsagapodcast.com. We would love to hear what you think of our stories and characters. Send us a message on our website or post a comment on our social posts. And now, without further delay, the Yansaga Podcast. <laughs>
1: Season 2, Episode 1, The Offending Beaver, written by Liana Thompson.
0: Our story begins in a woodland inlet, where beavers, ducks, and badgers flourish, together in a tight community. A beaver stands alone, looking over a peaceful lake.
2: Covechia Beaver stood on the bank of Palmers Lake where she, her husband Milksup, and three children lived. Taking inventory of the lodge where she lived with her family, she decided the types of changes and additions to make for her expanding family. They needed an extra tunnel leading to the willow tree not far from the lodge, easy access to their favorite food source, She salivated, thinking of the tender leaves which they could enjoy before winter hit. After they consumed the leaves, the tasty bark would satisfy the lean, long winters. As she surveyed her property, a gaggle of geese flew down skirting the water. Their loud, cackling distracted Civecchia. Pride filled her heart, seeing their admiring glances. She knew her home provided a wonderful community center for animals to share in their bounty. She and Milksop worked for years on their lodge and adjacent dam for the deep water which they needed. She waved as they passed by. Another commotion, from the dense forest this time. Bruce Badger crashed through the trees and brambles running toward her as if his tail caught fire. He spoke, gasping for breath, bursting with the news.
0: The council met by day in Northwood's caverns. Uh, You haven't changed anything, have you?
2: about she demanded claws on her hips the council they voted on building codes for
0: the next year
2: what are you talking about
0: they they have decided that changes are necessary I'm out of shape Due, due to the fact that we have successfully rid ourselves of predators
2: that is ridiculous we still have predators
0: they are having a public forum this evening At ten, be there so you can hear what changes are being made.
2: Oh, as citizens of this illustrious town, don't we have a say?
0: I know how passionate you are. That's why I've come to tell you about the meeting this evening.
2: Oh, yes I am. You know I am. That evening... Cavechia and Bruce Badger made their way to the meeting underneath the Great Spruce, near the caverns in the forest. The woodland animals arrived in force. The gaggle she had seen earlier stood honking and arguing amongst themselves. Their presence caused Kvechia to realize the seriousness of this meeting. They only flew south in the evening, so this special gathering weighed on them as well. Oliver Otter began the meeting. Oh, great, thought Coveccia, despairing. Oliver didn't like her in the least. So the board convened with Cassandra Fox, Midnight the Bobcat, Simon Coyote, and Alfred the Great Horned Owl. Bruce turned to Coveccia.
0: Oh boy, no friends here,
2: he murmured in her ear. Oliver should be a friend. So ungrateful for all I've done for him and his family.
3: Attention! We have arranged this public meeting to disclose some important and new legislative codes which may affect some of you.
2: Kavecchia stood and asked, Wait! What's happening, Mimi? I mean, Miss Muskrat. Unfortunately,
0: Simon growled, We have lost Miss Muskrat, oh, hence
2: no. the reason for this meeting. Did he just lick his lips? Bruce asked, incredulous. Oliver continues.
3: Because of the unfortunate circumstances of Miss Muskrat's untimely demise, the council has devised plans and codes for future construction and expansions of properties. Miss Muskrat died as a result of a sinkhole opening up near her dam. Dam building in recent years has increased exponentially. This increase has seriously compromised the integrity of the lake foundations. Instituting new codes which provide for the safety of the inhabitants of our community should raise no objections. Our community need not fear any natural predators in this area. They have been successfully removed.
2: Kvechia looked at the members of the council. All beaver predators were well represented. She didn't know if she should make such an obvious observation. She felt sad to find out about muskrat's passing in such a cold way and wondered where the sinkhole was that killed her. Beavers, ever vigilant, brought no news of a sinkhole and she never saw any disturbance in the water. Alfred spoke next. With much
0: deliberation, we have decided that no lodge can be bigger than three feet. No more than three beavers in a lodge. One entry, exit shared. And since the predator issue has been resolved, there's no need to make tunnels from willows or any other trees to your lodges. No more than two trees can be cut down poor colony,
2: as we would... The beaver could no longer hold her peace. Hold on now. There is not one beaver sitting on the council. How can you possibly make rules for us when you don't know our needs? Every colony supports at least six beavers, and we house a number of animals that are not beavers. Kavechia looked around the council chamber, hands on hips. Her eyes fell on her friend. For example, Bruce here. He lives in our lodge. Madam, interjected Simon. These rules have been
0: duly voted on and upheld. This is an information meeting, not a decision-making body. You should have come to the council meeting yesterday morning when we convened to draw up these new regulations and voice your concerns. Uh, Begging your pardon, sir.
2: Bruce interrupted. Uh, Beavers are nocturnal and the meeting was held at 7.30 in the morning. The fox looked condescending at the gaggle of geese in the corner, trying to be quiet with much difficulty. The geese are diurnal, and they have thought this meeting important enough to show up in the evening. Still, you've made decisions for me and my colony without our input. You may bring this up, Kvechia at the next council meeting after hibernation Cassandra Fox stated with finality Oh, you want us to travel in broad daylight to make ourselves a smorgasbord for predators and put us in untenable living arrangements which will decrease our numbers and make us vulnerable (laughs) what if the benefits of our dams provide for fish, fowl and even you Mr. Otter where is the blue heron He'll speak on our behalf.
0: As I said, this is an informational meeting. We are not engaging in one of your debates, Miss Beaver. Go tend to your brood, figure out how you'll adjust your living arrangements without being fined. And confine yourself to tearing down only two trees a season instead of ravaging our farce with those large incisors of yours. Ah!
2: There is no reason to be rude, Mr. Coyote. We are not carnivores and know how to control our tempers.
3: This meeting is
2: adjourned. Mr. Otter slammed the gavel with unnecessary force.
3: The council will arrange another meeting for diurnal creatures to listen to our new regulations without interruption and accusation. We have the difficult job of trying to keep the woodlands safe from the destroyers of our ecosystem.
2: He shot a malevolent look at Miss Beaver. She felt dread and fear for her life. These regulations targeted the Beaver way of life. By the time she made it home, she reached the decision to leave town and find a place for her colony. With less invasive rules... She heard of a place on the other side of the forest where taxes were cheap and beavers had more autonomy. When she and Badger returned to the lodge, they, with dramatic flair, elucidated to Milksop and her eldest son Ezra the outlandish regulations that the council desired to impose on the beavers. Her family agreed that a move was the right choice. Milksop took out a map to find the location of the town where Kvechia thought she would like to move. They decided to move to a town called Serenity, a town with a reputation for self-determination and independence. As they gathered the colony together the next evening, they looked with remorse at the lodge which they took so much care to build. With reminiscence, they remembered where each kit was born. Kvechia ran her claws on the sides of the lodge, each sound and wall bringing with it memories of raising their happy family. A tear slipped down her face, thinking of starting over again, leaving all that was familiar. She and Milksop were born very close to where they built their own lodge. Fearful to stay and fearful of the future, she asked her husband, Milksop, Will we be able to make it to Serenity before winter? Oh, and what about this?
4: She pointed to her slight paunch. Darling, we will make it, and you'll be able to deliver in our nice, new, warm, comfortable lodge. Ezra will help me, won't you, son?
2: That evening, they packed their meager belongings in food stores, said a tearful goodbye to Bruce and Blue Heron as they departed. Tvecchia's husband, Milksop, held the map that should bring them to Serenity Township where the waterfalls cascade into crystal clear lakes and the willow trees grow to unimaginable heights of 90 feet or more. Lush varieties of deciduous trees grew for the taking and beaver colonies flourished with health and happiness. They trekked through woods, thickets and briars as the trees changed their colors. They followed the stream leading to the town where she believed all her troubles would be over. They trudged along, shying away from any predators and gathering food along the route for the winter months. The little ones scurried ahead and she watched her eldest son entertain them playing tag, a helpful exercise to make them alert of dangers ahead. They pushed their way through thickets and briars. Every now and then, milksop stopped to taste the foliage, and rest overwhelmed by the sweetness of the tender roots which everyone began to crave. Milk. She coaxed. We need to get a move on. Winter's not long off, and we have a lot to do before it comes. Her pregnant belly moved as if concurring with the urgent need to continue their trip. The chill in the air promised the end of fall and a hard winter season ahead. Kvechia felt an urge to build their lodge for the winter months. Maybe an existing colony would take them in until their lodge was finished. Arriving in the town of Serenity, she sat under a pine, pulling off some of its nettles to feed her young. Milksop and her eldest stood at the bank of the river surveying possible building sites. The current lodges dotting the entire river seemed plain and unimaginative in the massive waterway. Oh, oh, something to say about that, she thought emphatically. Kvechia sent Milksop to obtain a permit from the town elders while she and Ezra gathered materials to build their lodge. An hour later, Milksop returned
4: grinning. We don't need a permit. What? The council elders want to meet us to let us know their expectations but require no special paperwork. We can get started once we meet with them, and they welcome us.
2: Oh, well, let's go. Gathering her brood, they quickly made their way to the council elders. Milksop snatched a handful of leaves from a nearby tree at the Placid River bank where they rested from their long journey. Under a large willow tree in a clearing a half a mile away from the river, the council convened to meet the newcomers. On the board sat a mink who introduced herself as Mallory, Oscar Otter, Trudeau Muskrat, and the council president, Bellamy, a handsome blue heron. We want to welcome you
4: to the town of Serenity. We hope you will make this a permanent residence for you and your family.
2: Bellamy smiled, pushing an information packet toward them. Very nice to make your acquaintance. Cavecchia smiled and took the pamphlet. She perused it and noticed that much of what was written was fluid, much like a gentle critter agreement. How ridiculously trusting these critters were. Our rules are simple. We require that those moving into the area respect their
4: neighbors and understand the spacing between lodges. All our laws are written in that pamphlet and are given to newcomers. We have evening and morning council meetings to handle disputes or anything that affects our area. And we meet quarterly unless there are special circumstances.
2: Minky smiled. Like when we have new arrivals. The council members ascended with smiles of welcome. We're happy you're here, Oscar the otter said.
0: And if there's anything we can do to help... Let us know.
2: Milksop thanked the council wholeheartedly, but his wife, after reading the pamphlet, shook her head with disapproval and said with disdain, These rules seem awful idealistic. How are they enforced? The council member's smiles faded with Miss Beaver's abruptness.
0: We've had no problems. Our citizens are respectful and understand that these are rules for the health and benefit of the entire community.
2: Kvecchia rolled her eyes at their quixotic ideals. (laughs) uh...
4: She started. Milksop interrupted her. Darling, we need to start building our lodge. Winter, you know. He said, turning her away from the council with an apologetic smile. Ah, milk.
2: Milksop kept his wife distracted from the tirade regarding the community's introduction by talking about the type of lodge he would build. By the time they returned to the spot, most of the evening was gone, but they managed to find a spot close to the shore near the willow by the water and where the ferns grew high. An alder tree rose majestically near the willow. The pile that she and her son had made before they met the council rose as Ezra and his father cut down a tree for the lodge. The site was not as deep as they wanted, but a dam built nearby would solve that issue. The sound of construction alerted neighbors to the newcomers. Neighbors poured in from the surrounding area with welcome. Their welcome was met with suspicion by Cavecchia, and her abruptness made her appear rude to her neighbors. Milksop, aware of his neighbor's reaction to his wife's behavior, tried to smooth ruffled feelings. Darling, he said softly, the
4: roof partially completed. You can't talk to these people like this.
2: Like How?
4: They are trying to be neighborly, and you seem to be questioning their sincerity.
2: You just can't trust anyone, Milk. I don't know that they are sincere. They are so different from what we're used to, you know?
4: I know, darling, but assuming critters are insincere is offensive.
2: I can't change who I am. Plus, they can't be very smart, you know?
4: Why in the world would you think that?
2: Did you read that pamphlet? They are so naive and trusting.
4: Uh, I still think that you should be more respectful. After all, we are the newbies in this area.
2: Well, I can't stop being who I am for a bunch of ignorant hicks.
4: Milksop shook his head in disbelief. When in Bilbury, do as the Bilburians do, as the old saying goes.
2: Well, Milk. "'We are nowhere near, Bilbury. "'Besides, if we're quoting ancient quotes, "'what about, to thine own self, be true?' "'Again, Milksop shook his head. "'Kovechia had an unreasonable streak, "'and reasoning with her at this point would prove futile. "'As time went on, "'their neighbors became disenchanted with the newcomers. "'No matter how they extended friendship, "'Kovechia would find fault.' When they brought food for them on their first arrival, she looked at the foliage and thought it looked rather wilted. Mallory the mink decided to become a friend and brought her a welcome gift. Again she brought up the topic of the pamphlet and let slip her true feelings about the town yokels. Mallory, one of those yokels, was deeply offended. Kvechia didn't realize that she managed to alienate the entire town of Serenity. She lacked the wisdom to hold her tongue, and forced her opinions on those in the town who could care less about her ideals. She lacked respect for the critters of the town and didn't try to understand who they were and the rich history of the town. Covecchia felt stupefied that the yokels repelled her good advice and wise counsel. Although she lived many years in serenity, she never made a friend and wondered why no one stayed in her presence very long. Even Mallory, who seemed friendly at their early arrival, avoided crossing paths with her. No other animals shared the spacious lodge that Milksop had made for her and her family. Ezra eventually married, and he and his wife moved further down the river. Ezra's wife never visited Kvechia's lodge, and Milksop and her other children were invited to come over but she seemed to never warrant an invitation. She hated the town of Serenity. They were unfriendly and hateful. Milksop tried hard to explain to his wife that respect was highly valued in the town of Serenity. Every time his wife opened her mouth, she managed to demean its citizens. These critters were genteel and soft-spoken. The abrupt, quick-witted, condescending manner with which his wife related to the inhabitants of the town were highly offensive. She did not appear to take notice of their reaction, but plunged ahead, spouting opinions which branded her a loud-mouthed fanatic. It has been twenty years since the beavers moved to Serenity. A doleful Cavecchia floats on the water talking to the breeze. She ignores the whispers in her soul telling her a kinder attitude like the one that Milksop had adopted among the critters of serenity would go far in making friends. But she felt it her duty to enlighten the citizens of this town. An important fact escapes poor Cavetchia: No one on the river will speak to her. No one cares for her opinions or ideas. No one cares for her at all except for Milksop. Milksop has remained with his bride, and although none of her children invite her over for holidays, she does receive cards for special occasions and calls every now and again. Milksop often wonders if the loss of friends and family is worth voicing all your opinions.
1: We hope you have enjoyed today's episode, The Offending Beaver. We release a new episode every other Thursday. If you have enjoyed today's program, please give us a 5-star rating and tell your friends. Join our Facebook and Instagram page to find out the latest information on Yarn Saga, it really helps us out. Consider supporting us on Ko-fi, as penny helps us continue creating unique stories to entertain and inspire. For information and to connect to all of our social media pages, check out our website at yarnsagapodcast.com. Yarn Saga was created by Austin Thompson and Matthew Van Gorkum. Today's episode, The Offending Beaver, was written by Liana Thompson. Executive producer and sound designer Austin Thompson, editor Samantha Thompson, admin Madeline Heindel, artists Matthew Van Gorkum, Madeline Heindel, voiceover talents by Samantha Thompson, Austin Thompson, David Thompson and Matthew Van Gorkum. Jan Saga is a Crossstitch Productions program and all rights reserved by Cross-stitch Productions. The Offending Beaver is not to be played in part or whole without the express permission of Crossstitch Productions.
0: I tell you, thank you for coming. This is magical.